Well, may God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. We're going to continue. And I'm hoping that you all are enjoying uh, Revelation. There's so much, so much uh, in this book that John reveals unto us, which is God's plan. It's not John's revelation. This is the revelation given to John by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is his plan. Amen. For the end of the world and the end of mankind as we know. And it's so good. It's so good. And it's the same thing um, that the government is doing, is telling us to be prepared. And certainly through Revelation, we're receiving this apocalyptic language that uh, lets us know that we need to be prepared for the end of this world. We can't continue on. We can't continue on the way things are going. Amen. And certainly God knows when God knows how. And I'm so glad to know and we can take confidence in knowing that the church will not go through the tribulation period. Amen. Uh, That is going to be in a horrendous time. Uh, We are headed for the battle of Armageddon. You all remember we were in uh, Revelation, the 16th chapter, amen, and the last bowl, the seventh bowl, the vial, was being poured out. The wrath of God was being poured out, amen, and great Babylon, great Babylon came up for remembrance before the Lord, and that's how we got back to Revelation, the 13th chapter, because we're going to um, scrape a little, a little bit deeper about this new world order. You know, you hear that uh, now, this new world order, this deep state. And I know a lot of people are blaming it on the Democrats and they're blaming it on uh, certain individuals. But this is a spiritual thing. This is spiritual warfare. And it's a lot further along than people know or realize this battle of Armageddon will be World War III. Uh, not as we know. Um, this will really, we call it World War III, but this will be really the first world war. Uh, during World War I, um, not the whole, the whole earth was not at war. Amen. World War II, yes, we had a war, but not the whole earth. Uh, all of God's creation was at war. But World World, uh, world War III, everyone, everyone will be at war. Amen. And certainly uh, we see that in uh, Revelation 6. Uh, the Antichrist, which came on that white, the black, the red, and the pale horse. Uh, the white uh, rider, which is the Antichrist on the white horse, was given authority to conquering and to conquer. We see that he was given authority as uh, four different horses, the same rider, given authority to take peace, take peace from the earth, to wage war, to bring about death by any means possible. We see that. We've read that in Revelation, the sixth chapter, with the unveiling 
uh, of the seven seals. Amen. Uh, so God has given uh, the Antichrist authority. My God, to take peace from this earth and to wage war as we have never seen before. It will be a world war when the whole world is at war because the Antichrist will take peace. Uh, there, there's not going to be a hiding place. He's going to be given authority to take peace from the earth because I don't care where you are, where you think you're going to hide, where you're going to run. You will not have peace and he's going to bring death by any means possible. All right. Now, uh, on last week, we had a snafu with um, uh, the slides because of my technology. I got some new technology here that I was sharing with you all for the first time and uh, my laptop went dead. I want to share those uh, slides with you uh, as we go through this uh, political leader. We're in uh, Revelation, the third chapter, uh, 13th chapter, amen, and this is the revealing of the unholy trinity, amen, and we're dealing with the first beast, which is the political leader. Now, uh, I want to share with you... Um, my slide, I've shared this one. I believe we got to this one uh, the first time. Um, but I want to make sure that we get this before you again, because there are uh, uh, four views that Bible theologians view of this book of prophecy, the book of Revelation. And I wanted to share with you um, these views, and I want you to keep them in mind as we go through um, uh, this 13th chapter, because a lot of things, these views that the Bible theologians hold, I believe all of them are true. It's just like Jesus. You can't put him in a box. Uh, you have to uh, get rid of all of your paradigms. Amen. Uh, you can't paint him in a corner. And I want to share with you, first of all, the polemicist view. Uh, those are the individuals that feel that everything is an allegory and an allegory is a story or a picture a uh, story that, or a picture that paints a message, brings about a message. All right. Uh, there is the historist view. If we go across the top, the historist view, they believe that things, uh, the revelation um, consists of things that have already happened in the past. Uh, there is the preterist view. If we go to the bottom uh, left corner, the preterist view, prophecy that has already been fulfilled and then the last, the futurist view, prophecy of the future. And I feel, I feel that all of those views are correct. Amen. Certainly, uh, we know uh, that the destruction of the temple uh, in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, 25, uh, the children uh, the disciples, they asked Jesus, uh, when shall these things be? Uh, what uh, will be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? He said, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel. Amen. Now, what do we know about that? We know that 
that temple was destroyed back in the 6th century. It was something uh, 630 uh, B.C. Uh, the Babylonians came and uh, raided the temple. They took Daniel uh, and the Hebrew boys as uh, slaves. Um, so it happened back then. It also happened in um, AD 70. The Roman Empire came in and destroyed the temple. Uh, and it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again because the Antichrist, he is going to negotiate that land. And I hope we have been keeping our eyes on Israel. Uh, there's a lot going on over there. Uh, that land is going to be negotiated. That temple is going to be built again by the Antichrist and it will be destroyed a third time. So it has a, uh, um, a polemicist view. There are things that are letting us know that it's going to happen. It has a historical view. It has a preterist view, and it's a futurist view. So there's a present tense to uh, every prophecy, uh, a present truth, and a future truth. So I want you to think about those as we're going through uh, these scriptures. All right. All right. Tell that. that now that, that's better. That, that looks a whole lot better. Amen. <laughs> All right. So let's do a prelude. And I got these slides. And basically, we need to do some recap. We need to do a lot of recapping because I uh, last week I gave you a lot of the scripture. And but I did not have the slides to go along with it because uh, the technology. Uh, but we want to just give us a prelude of where we are, where we're going. All right. So we know that Satan has been cast down out of heaven, uh, having great wrath. And we found that in um, Revelation, the 12th chapter, uh, just before this chapter. But we read uh, Revelation because it is not given in chronological order. So we had been doing some jumping around. But we know in the 12th chapter, uh, the devil and his angels warred against Michael, uh, the archangel, and Michael is the uh, leading angel responsible for the welfare of Israel. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's the only angel that has the, uh, the designation arch, uh, leading. He is a leading. There's only one leading angel, and he's responsible for Israel. All right, so the Bible says, Woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth, because now he's come down unto you, because he know that his time is short. All right? And certainly, what time are we talking about? We're talking about that three and a half. Uh, there's a seven-year tribulation period, uh, but there is a three and a half first part of that seven years that's going to be great trouble as never before. Amen. And it's known as Jacob's trouble. Time of the Gentiles will where uh, Israel will be up under Gentile rule. And we'll show that slide as well. And we can also see a consistency in a scripture. Uh, he know that his time is short and we know that's three and a half years. Uh, we will see in the scriptures 42 months. That's three and a half years. Uh, we will see uh, time, times, and a half time. Uh, that's three and a half year. A time is a year. Times is two years. 
and a half years, that's three and a half years. We will see that consistency. We will see 100, 280, 1,280 days. How long is that? That's three and a half years where there is a pattern of consistency that we know uh, that the Antichrist will be given authority. We've already talked about that. Will be given authority to wage war with Israel. It is always about Israel. Amen. And certainly we are spiritual Israel today and the devil is after us. But we know that once the church is taken out, the devil will be warring after the the remnant that of Israel that will remain on the earth. All right. So um, Satan and his angels, they lost the war with Michael and his angels. All right. Concerning the heavenly seed. Now he is warring against that earthly seed. All right. So Satan is going to set up his political and religious systems. Uh, that first leader is going to be a political leader. The second leader uh, or beast, the first beast is going to be a, a political leader. The second beast is going to be a religious leader. Uh, better known as the false prophet or the false church. And they're going to be in agreement because they're going to be speaking the same thing, the same language. All right. Um, we know that Satan was allowed to kill the two witnesses of Jesus. And so now here he is with his two witnesses. All right. He's, he's bringing about his two witnesses. All right. And we certainly know uh, in that in person of the first beast and the second beast, uh, Satan himself uh, giving them authority. So what do we have? Uh, we have a trinity. We have a trinity. And certainly anything God does. Uh, now, Satan knows that God has a perfect plan. God has a perfect plan. And if he couldn't take over God's plan, what is he going to do? He's going to try to mimic, copy, um, duplicate God's plan so much so that many people will be deceived. So you have Satan, beast number one, the political leader, beast number two, the religious leader. Uh, this is the Trinity that's forming and it's happening right now now. And certainly we know that this has been Satan's attempt since the beginning. If we go back to Genesis, uh, we go back to Genesis. Uh, that was his intent from the very beginning. And not only that, Satan tried to ascend Lucifer. You remember him, uh, that most beautiful angelic being. He wanted to ascend into the seat of God. Amen. And Jesus said, I saw him fall as lightning. My God, he was kicked out of heaven. Amen. And certainly uh, we know that was his intent from the very beginning. And ever since then, he's been trying to, uh, since he cannot take over God's kingdom, he's trying to create a kingdom of his own. All right. And during that great tribulation period, which would be the first three and a half years, uh, he's going to pull it off. He's going to make people think 
uh, that he's this man of peace. He has all the answers um, uh, for uh, the world. He has the answer for world peace. He has the answer uh, for global warming. He has the answer for everything. And not only that, he's going to gain the trust of the whole Arab and Muslim world because he's going to be given power to defeat and war against Israel. My God, uh, does it ever uh, uh, make you wonder why nobody uh, wage war against Israel? Because everybody that has gone to war against Israel has lost. <laughs> uh, God shows up every time, <laughs> every time, uh, and fights Israel's battle. But this Antichrist will be given power for a space of time, that three and a half years that he is going to war with Israel and defeat her. My God, so you know he's going to, he, uh, the, the Muslim and the Arab world going to love him. Here's somebody that can beat uh, somebody that we haven't been able to defeat <laughs> uh, since time began. But God gave him that power and authority. All right, in Revelation uh, 13, 9 through 10, it says, If any man have an ear, let him hear. He, the, um, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Amen. Uh, God's word calls for patience and faith of the saints that will be going through that short tribulation period. My God, God has given him authority to do exactly what he's going to do and what he's going to be accomplished. That's the only way that he can succeed and war against God's people and win. God will have to give him authority but God is calling for the patience and the faith of the saints. All right. Um, that gave us a little prelude as to where we are in Revelation. Let's go and read it now. <clears throat> and as I say, we're recapping uh, because of our technical difficulties of last week. But I think you will enjoy the slides that I've prepared. We're going to read uh, Revelation 13, 1 through 11. He said, John was writing, he said, I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon the horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were like unto a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. All right. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast and they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast and who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 
40 and two months. How long is 40 and two months? Three and a half years. This is where we're getting a, uh, what the Bible theologians call a pattern of consistency. Anytime in the Bible we're talking about this particular period, this tribulation period, this first three and a half years. Now, the second three and a half years is that's when the seventh seal, uh, the seventh seal that uh, is takes up that whole last three and a half years. And that's known as the great day of God's wrath. Nobody's going to be saved during that particular time. So a lot of the commentary that we're talking about is talking about the three and a half, the first three and a half years of the tribulation period that the devil will be given power to war against the saints of God. Um, and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And he opened the mouth. He opened his mouth uh, in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Hmm. I wonder who that is. All right. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose name was what? Not written in the book of life, of the, uh, the life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And we'll end right here with the 11th verse, just introducing the second beast, because we're going to deal with just the first beast uh, tonight. And I beheld another beast came up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. And that's a clue right there. Amen. He looked like a lamb. Now, what did Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice. <laughs> he looked like a lamb, but when he spoke, he sounded like a dragon. Amen. But we're going to deal with that first beast on tonight and go along with the um, <clears throat> slides that uh, I have prepared. All right. And we're going to dissect and kind of look at uh, Daniel's vision of this time and John. Now, John, his revelation in, uh, in the book of Revelation, he expects us to know Daniel's prophecy. Uh, yet a lot of people don't know it because they have not read it. All right. So we're going to compare the two. We're going to compare the two. All right. Um, 13 and one, he said, I hope you have your Bibles. Hope you have your Bibles. We're talking about the political leader now. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and we all know sea in prophecy talks about people. And I saw a beast rise up out of the sea from among the people, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. All right, so John sees the political leader, uh, this beast, rise up from among the people. Amen? <clears throat> now, remember, um, uh, uh, God has a perfect plan, and the devil is, since he cannot take 
over God's plan. He's trying to duplicate, copy, uh, mimic God as close as he can. All right. So we see him here coming up with his two witnesses. We're looking at the first of two witnesses. All right. So it's a counterfeit. It's a duplicate. It's a copy uh, of the real thing. And it's going to look so close that many people will be deceived. And that's why Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice. We have to have such a close walking relationship with God that when God speaks, we hear his voice. You can't go by just what you see anymore because that second beast, which is the false prophet, the false church, he looked like a lamb, but he spoke like a serpent. All right. So Satan is now setting up his unholy trinity. Beast number one, the political leader. Beast number two, the religious leader known as the false prophet or the false church. But they're all speaking the same thing. It's just like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> all of those three are one. So what do we have? Satan, beast number one, the political leader. Beast number two, the religious leader, the false prophet or the false church. They're all speaking the same thing because they're all the same. All the three are one. All right. The first beast, the political leader, will come and set himself up as God. Can you imagine that? He's blaspheming God and then turns around and tells the people, I'm God. <laughs> My God, uh, but they will believe him. And not only that, he will have a religious system backing him up, saying the same thing. All right. So this political leader that has all the answers, this man of peace, he came on the white horse. All right. A signifying righteousness. This man of peace, he's going to convince the people he has all the answer, and he's going to do what previous administrations have never done. He is going to negotiate peace in the Middle East. He's going to rebuild that temple. He's going to pull it off. But when he rebuilds that temple, the Bible says he will cause the oblation and the sacrifice to cease. And then he's going to set himself up as God. And that's when Israel will realize he's not our Messiah. Uh, he, this, is, this is not the person who we thought. He's going to pull it off for three and a half years. That's about like any politicians, about three and a half years, you're done with them and they need to go. All right. He's going to pull it off for three and a half years. All right. And I, I want you all to remember, uh, we, use, I, we use this term beast, uh, but I want you to realize these are governments. These are empires. Uh, we talked about the old term empires, and that's what Daniel referred to them as empires, uh, governments, uh, organizations, amen, regimes, if you will. Um, don't think about them uh, such uh, like an animal. Uh, when Daniel was given his prophecy and John was given his revelation, uh, they used the best thing that they could, the, the uh, language they could to describe the undescribable. Uh, 
Uh, can you imagine God giving you a vision? He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. If he gave us a glimpse of heaven, I don't think we, I, I mean, our mouths would open up <laughs> and it would just drop in awe. But when it come down to writing it down, we could only describe it as, you know, using our own vocabulary. So they use, it, they use these uh, beasts. Uh, from uh, out of the sea, from these governments come from among the people. This new world order is forming right now, but don't be looking for no leopard, no bear, no lion. These are real people uh, that will be carrying out Satan's plan. All right. All right. So they use the best uh, thing to describe what God had revealed unto them. And the best uh, that I could do to uh, describe it uh, to us on tonight, I was talking about uh, when the United States went in and uh, we fought in Iraq. And many people said, well, we're fighting Saddam Hussein. Uh, and we were, that's true. But we all know uh, as a, an after fact that Saddam Hussein uh, was in a bunker somewhere hid away with some guns and a whole bunch of money. Uh, he didn't fight nobody. We were fighting his army. We were fighting his regime. We were fighting his national guard. Amen. Nobody fought with him directly, although he was the head of the snake. And we said we were going to fight Saddam Hussein, but we were fighting his army. And that's the best that I can describe uh, for us today uh, when we're talking about these uh, beasts uh, that John see. These are going to be governments, organizations, systems, regimes uh, that are being led, headed by God, the, uh, Satan himself. And they will have people of influence, um, seven uh, crowns, ten heads, you know, uh, world leaders, uh, kingdoms, kings that will be part of these organizations, these regimes uh, that are going to come and fight against God's people. All right. So when you have a political, a religious um, and a social economic system all talking the same thing. You have incredible power. This is somebody that controls the military. This is somebody that controls the money. Uh, this is somebody that control all social programs. All of these things are going to be headed uh, by this uh, political, religious, social, economic system that's forming right now. Now, I had a slide, and I will share that with you, of this final uh, world order uh, that's coming. This final world order, War War Three. Uh, there will be no mo no longer multiple governments. Uh, it will be one world government. You all have heard the term globalization. Uh, one world government coming to one economic monetary system. 
All right, now those, uh, point number one, that one government, um, and these are all related in, uh, related back to verses in Revelation 13. All right, so I have one government, verse seven, those 10 UN, that's not the UN of uh, the New York. These are nations that will come together, seven world governments, 10 kingdoms. We talked about that. Um, what are those? Those are monarchy, 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 oh my goodness, monarchies, places that still have kings, and we've uh, named those. Um, and the 10 crowns, those that have authority will be working in cahoots. All of them will come together and join this antichrist. All right. One monetary system. All right. Verse 17, it will be a cashless society. We talked about how easily uh, this pandemic has caused us uh, to go to a cashless society. And I don't know how long it's going to last and, and if it will be permanent, but you can see how it can come about just like that. Uh, there's simply, you know, that term cash is king. Uh, that's not true anymore. <laughs> uh, there's some places that do not take cash. All right. Uh, one world order. It will include slavery. All right. Uh, that um, the sex trafficking uh, will be part of it. Uh, people that are harvested for their organs. Uh, will be part of it. Amen. Slavery, uh, which is still being practices, practiced in certain areas in this earth, will be part of it. Um, one legal code, verse 15. If you don't do it, you're just going to die. All right. Uh, you will have to have the, the mark of the beast uh, to buy uh, to sell, to trade, all right? And if you don't have that mark of the beast, if you refuse to take that mark, you're going to die. One supreme leader, verse 14, all right? He is going to be accepted as God. And the last one, one communication system, there will be no freedom of speech, all of the media will be controlled. There will be one message uh, that goes out. Uh, and if you want an example of, of anything that's like that, you can think about Kim Jong-un in um, North Korea. Uh, if you've seen some of their uh, propaganda tapes, when Kim Jong-un is being celebrated, people clap and uh, they cry and they celebrate uh, him coming by, my God, um, and everything that goes out in the media will be the same message, the same message, amen? And certainly, uh, saints, this is coming. This is on its way. World War Three will be the Battle of Armageddon. But in this three and a half year period where the Antichrist, Satan, will be turned loose, this will be in full effect. Now, 
The reason I say this is because it's not like God is going to snatch the church out and all of this is just going to start happening. The scripture lets us know the mystery of iniquity doth already work. All of these things that we're talking about coming, we can see them right now. They're in place right now. Amen. Uh, and certainly, certainly uh, it is time for the church to wake up out of its sleep and realize what's going on and what's happening. All right. All right. Tell that neighbor next to you that that's, that's a whole lot better. I, I like that picture. I like that picture better. <laughs> All right. Um, we talked about uh, the political leader, religious leader coming together. Uh, we find that in Luke. Uh, let's go to Luke, the uh, 23rd chapter, verses 11 and 12. Luke, 23rd chapter. We find out who was it that was, uh, that killed Jesus. That was both the political and the religious leader. Come on, somebody. All right, Luke, the 23rd chapter, verses 11 and 12, it says, And Herod with the men of war set him at naught, that is Jesus. They mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous, gorgeous robe, and they sent him again to Pilate. And the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. They couldn't agree on nothing else, but they both hated Jesus. Can you imagine that? Had nothing in common, but they both hated Jesus. And do you all know and realize that we're living in a society now where Christians, God's people, are hated. We're not appreciated. Come on, somebody. Uh, the world loves its own. And matter of fact, it's happening right now. Uh, and we have, and we have to be very careful because we have so-called religious leaders, but they're not following after the teaching of God. Now, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And the religious leaders we see now that are rubbing elbows with the political leaders, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? How can you go along with what we're seeing happening right now? The division, the hate, racism, sexism, lawlessness, and that was one of the names of Satan, the lawless one. We're seeing that happen right before us right now, yet we have so-called religious leaders that are tied, they're hooked, they're tied to the political leader. 
My God. How can two walk together except they be agreed? And what happens when you have religious leaders that hate Jesus? Yeah, you heard me say it. I said it right here. We have religious leaders. Now, listen, we always try to uh, cover things up and, and paint them. And listen, Jesus said, listen, if you ain't for me, you are against me. There is no fence. There is no middle ground to stand on while I'm kind of political and I'm kind of religious. No, it don't work that way. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. So we have so-called religious leaders that hate Jesus. Now, I just bear that out in the scripture. Don't y'all run around talking about Pastor Dumas said. That's what the scripture said. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, they told Jesus, now listen, you, you fraternizing with your disciples and your mother and your sister, they're over there without. Jesus said, well, who is my mother or my sister or my father? Those that do the will of my father. Come on, somebody. The same are my mother and my sisters. So what happens when you have so-called religious leaders that hate Jesus? My God. And this is what we are witnessing right now because they're too tied at the hip with what's going on politically that they will not stand up and denounce uh, the things that are happening. They won't stand against the racism. They won't stand against the corruption. They won't stand against the lawlessness. They won't even acknowledge. My God, a religious system and a political system coming together and they both hate Jesus. We're seeing that happen before our very eyes. Uh, if you give the people what they want, and that's what this Antichrist will, will do, I got the answer for world peace. I'll give you uh, the money. I'll give you the education. I'll give you the social uh, programs. I'll give you the health care. Uh, I'll give you uh, whatever you're asking for. Just don't say nothing against me. And uh, there's a lot of people that's on board. They're on board with what's going on right now because of what they get. Oh, I got the, the president's ear and, uh, you know, uh, I'm connected. You know, I, I can get resources. And they forget all about God's law. And they start serving of the political leader for just what they can get. My God, give me what I want and I'll go along with you. And yet the world hates the church and the church don't even know. Church is going along with it, condoning what it's doing. I'm talking about these uh, um, uh, Christians, so-called Christians, the world hate you. The, the, the Bible lets us know the world loves its 
own. Now, when we leave here, 13, uh, we're going to go to 17 and we're going to go to 18 uh, chapters of Revelation. Uh, God devoted uh, three whole chapters to great Babylon, uh, this great whore. Uh, guess who's going to kill that great whore in the end? It's the political leader. She's going along with him. John, you will see it. John, she's riding on the political leader's uh, back. These two beasts. She's riding on his back. But in the end, the political leader will turn on the great whore and destroy her. And this is all God's will. And God's, he dedicates three whole chapters in the book of Revelation to mystery, the great Babylon. All right. So we know from the very beginning, uh, this was uh, God's plan. Uh, um, and he's just holding back. Uh, Satan is trying, he's still trying to take over his kingdom. He's still trying to take over his church. He wants the bride of Christ, but he cannot have her. Amen. And when we went back to the book of Genesis, we found out that this was Satan's plan from the very beginning. I hope you all have uh, your Bibles. Let's go to Genesis, the 11th chapter. Genesis, the 11th chapter. Satan's plan from the very beginning, and this all ties in because in Revelation 17, when he calls it Great Babylon, he's going back to where we're going now. The things that began in Genesis will have its end in Revelation. He deals with it. Oh, come on, somebody. My God. He'll bring it all to an end. But this is what came up as a remembrance before God. The mystery, great Babylon, uh, the mother of harlots, amen, came up for a remembrance before God. All right. Genesis, the 11th chapter, let's see what um, Satan was up to. It says, and the whole earth was one language and of one speech. Do you all have that? Genesis, the 11th chapter, 1 through 9. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, uh, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and there dwelt there, they dwelt there, and they said one to another, let us go and make brick. They didn't have brick, but they made brick and burned them thoroughly. Uh, and they had brick for stone. Remember that. They had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to let us build us a, a city and a tower who whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. And they all, and they have all one language. This is important. Uh, a, a religious and political system, a system that has all speaking the same thing. All right. All right. 
And because of that, he said, um, they all have one language, and this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down and uh, there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off the building the, to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So before there was any nation, Satan's plan uh, was to have a political and religious system that he could control. Nimrod, Nimrod, my God, great Babylon. This is where it all started, Babylon. All right. Um, it says they went to build a temple and they had a brick for stones. All right. Now, God, when he builds his temple, he makes it out of us lively stones. Amen. The souls of men. All right. But Satan, when he builds this temple, he used bricks and bricks represent slavery, slavery. This was a slave. Uh, Nimrod was setting himself up as God. All right. They were to make a name for themselves. That's what he started out. But in the end, it was him that wanted to be worshiped as God, all right? So they made bricks, and they had bricks for stone, all right? Uh, they said they were going to make a city and a tower, and they were going to leave God out of it. God ain't going to have nothing to do. We ain't building this to his honor, to his glory. Uh, we're making a name for ourselves, Amen. So God was out of the picture. God told them to be fruitful and to multiply uh, and re, uh, replenish the earth. Amen. And they were doing the exact opposite of that. Amen. <laughs> Let us stop right here. We're going to build a city and a tower that's going to reach heaven. And we're going to make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered upon the earth. Well, that's what God told them to do. The Bible said they were traveling from the east and they should have been going to the east. They were doing the exact opposite of what God told them. All right. So this was Satan's attempt from the very beginning. All right. But he will achieve this because God is going to give him that authority to achieve this. He's going to build this temple. Amen. It's going to, it's going to be to the glory and honor of him. <laughs> but when the people realize uh, who he is, that's going to be the desolation uh, spoken of the, um, the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel. Amen. And when they reject, there's going to be a great slaughter. Now, in 70 AD, when the Romans came and destroyed that temple, it's estimated that one million Jews, one million Jews were killed at that particular time. But that slaughter is going to be nothing like the slaughter that Daniel talks about, all right? And Jesus said, when you see it, run to the mountains, flee, run to the mountains, 
My God, don't go back to your house. Run to the mountains. Run for your life and play. pray that your flight be not in the winter. Uh, pray that you be not with child. There's going to be another great slaughter yet to come because they're going to reject the Antichrist. All right, but at that time, God is going to bring it to an end. They're going to turn, and when they finally realize that the, he is not our Messiah, they're going to turn to God, and God is going to save them. All right? All right, we want to, I want to share with you all um, another slide. Um... Maybe I've already shared that slide. Let's go to uh, Daniel, the seventh chapter. Daniel, the seventh chapter. We're going to get an understanding here what Daniel saw. And then we're going to compare it with what... Um, John saw. John expects us to know Daniel's prophecy, <laughs> uh, but like I say, many of us, we don't know it because we haven't read it. We haven't studied it. All right, but John gives us and fills us in, gives us more detail because they both see the same thing. Uh, but if you read it and you're not careful, uh, you won't, you will, you'll miss it. Daniel... <clears throat> The seventh chapter. Now, this is um, Daniel's prophecy. And as I said uh, before, Daniel, when we start looking in chapter seven, uh, it's broken up. A lot of it had to do with things that had happened in the past. And then when you get to seven, it's prophecy, things that will happen in the future. All right. Daniel 7, we'll begin in verse 2. Hopefully you all have it. Let's read it all together. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, um, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came out from the sea, diverse one from another. All right. He still see it coming from among the people. All right. Diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had an eagle's wing. I beheld till the wings thereof was plucked and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. And uh, behold, another beast a second light to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl, the beast uh, had also four heads, and dominion was given unto it. After this I saw in the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, 
and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces and stampeded the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, which is the Antichrist, a king, uh, whom there was three, three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. Uh, they, they exist no more. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and the mouth speaking great things. All right. Now, Daniel said that he will uh, get the kingdom by flattery. This particular horn, this king that will arise up out of this last um, beast or empire, he's going to obtain the kingdom by flattery. Come on, somebody. My God, he's going to give the people and tell the people uh, what they want to hear. He's going to give them what they, they want. He's going to pull it off for three and a half years. And after that, their eyes will be open and they're going to realize he's not who they thought he was. All right. So out of this empire, this government, this system, uh, as I say, empire is an old word. It's an old word. Um, but Daniel describes them as beasts, but he's talking about empires. Empire is an old word for us. Now we can talk about government. This new world order, that's up to date. We understand that. This new world order that's coming from among the sea, among the people, uh, they're going to rise up. But what? It's all headed by Satan. All right. Um, let me share with you my uh, slide here. <clears throat> uh, let me see if I can get out of the way. Uh-oh, no, that ain't going to work. Uh, I guess, no, let me go over here. Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, uh, as in uh, Daniel, you'll find that in uh, the second chapter of Daniel. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted to know how long was he going to be in power. He, it was all about him. All right, so Daniel had... Uh, interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and this is the statue uh, that he saw. Now, uh, and he gave the interpretation uh, to um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, all right, who was the king of Babylon at that time. All right, so here are the beasts that Daniel saw. All right, first was the Babylonian Empire. Now, this was the beast that came out from among the sea, but what was it? It was an empire run by men. They came and uh, destroyed the temple, took Daniel and the Hebrew boys as captives. All right. And then uh, after that, they were defeated uh, by the Medo-Persian Empire. All right. <clears throat> we have uh, 538 B.C., after that came the Grecian Empire by Alexander the Great. 
You all see that? And then on the bottom, we have the Roman Empire. And he also sees uh, a beast, the fourth beast he did not recognize. All right? But John gives us the interpretation of it because he builds on Daniel's dream. All right? Now, um, I can't remove that caption down there at the bottom, but... Um, there is a line down there next to the feet that says approximately where we are today. That's at the bottom of the statue's feet. And under the feet are a rock. And guess who that rock is? <laughs> That's Jesus. Everything has got to be standing on something. But these are the empires, the beast empires uh, that Daniel saw that made him ill. That fourth, the one, that fourth beast that he didn't recognize made him ill. Uh, because Daniel was praying for the restoration of Israel. And this is what he saw. All right, this was Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and this is the same dream, the same beast empires that Daniel saw when he was praying for the restoration of Israel. All right, so what do we have? We have the Babylonian Empire represented by the lion. We have the Medo-Persian Empire represented by uh, the bear. And let me go back to my... Um, and then we have the uh, Grecian, Alexander the Great, represented by uh, the leopard. You all have that? Lion, bear, leopard. Lion, bear, leopard. All right, so Daniel was asking and inquiring about his day. And what he saw was from his time forward. But there were other empires uh, that were trying to destroy Israel. All right. Okay, let's go back. Now let's go to uh, Revelation. Let's go back to Revelation. You ought to have your Bibles. Let's read it because John gives us an understanding. And we're going to see the same thing, but from a different perspective. <clears throat> Revelation 13, let's look at uh, verse 2. Verse 2. <clears throat> and the beast which I saw was like unto a what? A leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. My God. So, um, I don't know if you all caught that, but we're, they both are looking from two different perspectives at the same thing. All right? Uh, John sees a beast that comes out of the sea, which is an amalgamation of what Daniel saw from the past looking forward. 
You all get that? All right. So from the past, looking forward, Daniel sees a lion, a bear, and a leopard. And the fourth beast he doesn't recognize. That fourth beast makes him ill. It upsets him. Come on, somebody. All right. So from the future, looking back, John sees it in the reverse order. What does he see? He sees a leopard, a bear, and a lion, but they're all combined together. An amalgamation, a combination, <laughs> more deadly, more fierce uh, than all the other empire, beast empires uh, in the past. So that's just like all of your enemies the worst part of all of your enemies combining, coming together. Uh, let's, let's look at um, what um, John said in uh, Revelation 13, 2, one more time. He said, uh, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, all right, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth was as the mouth of a lion, and what happened? The dragon gave him his power. <clears throat> Four beasts. Uh, when you first look at it, it looks like John is seeing one beast, but Daniel saw four beasts. But when you look at it and dissect it, John sees four beasts, but they're an amalgamation. It's one beast, I'm sorry, one beast, but it's an amalgamation of all the other beasts before. I hope I didn't lose nobody. All right. Daniel sees lion, bear, leopard from the past looking to the future. John sees leopard, bear, lion all in one beast, an amalgamation. And then who is who is giving it its power? Satan, four beasts, four beasts, all right? I hope y'all got that. Hope we didn't lose nobody. <laughs> all right, uh, let's look at, um, let's get a, a look at what, Let's get a look at what um, John saw. This is John's vision. You all see the leopard, uh, the, the bear claw, the lion face. Um, then you got the, the bear and the leopard, all of those coming out of the neck. It's an amalgamation. All the worst of your enemies combined. Can you imagine that? When Daniel saw this, it made him ill because he didn't have much hope for Israel after seeing this.
All right, let's go down. Let's go to uh, back to Daniel. We're going to go back to Daniel and uh, we're going down to verse 16, 7 and 16. Daniel said, I got to know about this fourth beast. Look at, uh, first of all, let's go to Daniel uh, 7 and, and 28, the last of that chapter. He said, hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations, my thoughts much troubled me and my continence changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. When I saw that fourth beast, it made me ill. My thoughts, uh, you know, I, I couldn't share them with nobody. <laughs> my continence fell, uh, maybe even in, in a slight state of depression because he had very little hope. Uh, this was his dream that Israel would be reconciled, but we know, we know uh, that God is always in control and God is always going to protect his people. All right, let's back up. Let's back up to um, verse 16. Verse 16, all right. He said, I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked them the truth of all of this. So he told me and made me to know the interpretation of things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. All right. Satan will not get his hand on God's bride, his church. All right. What are we talking about? We're talking about the remnant of Israel that the Antichrist will be allowed to make war with. All right, look what he said. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast. Tell me about this fourth beast. Now, this is the one that keeps me up at night uh, that uh, causes me uh, much pain and grief, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were uh, of iron, and in nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stampeded the residue with his feet, and the ten horns that were in the head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell. The other three fell, this beast now, the one John sees, the amalgamation, all the other three have, have fallen, but now John sees the amalgamation of the other three, the worst as I say, all of your enemies, though, if you took, if you had 10 enemies and you took the worst of all of them and put them together, that's what John sees. Even that horn that had eyes, that's the Antichrist, and a mouth that spake with great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and that same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Until the ancient of days came. Who was that? Jesus said if he didn't come and put an end to it, nobody would survive. All right. The ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the most high. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus, he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms 
and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdoms are ten kings that shall arise and another shall arise after them and he shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue the three kings. This is the Antichrist. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And, we're, and that's a whole Bible class by itself, but we're going to get into that. And they shall be given unto his hand until what? A time and times and the dividing of time. There it goes again, a pattern of consistency. That same three and a half years that God gives the Antichrist to war against the remnant of Israel. It is always about Israel. My God. So that was the interpretation of it, the little horn that was going to come and the three that have fallen before it. He's going to be more destructive. Um, he's going to rise up. All right. He's going to be head of that beast uh, empire. Um, Daniel 9 and 26 says the people of the prince that shall come. Uh, I want to make sure I got the right scripture reference. Daniel 9 and 26. We've called this scripture before. You all should uh, have this in your notes. And three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. That's Jesus. He didn't die for himself. He died for us. And the people of the prince that shall come the people of the prince that shall come. The people of the prince that shall come. Daniel says it in kind of a confusing um, way, but God has to give you revelation to kind of say it backwards. The prince that shall come will be of this people. The people of the prince that shall come. The prince that shall come will be of this people. The Roman Empire, all right? A Jew by nationality, Roman citizen, uh, a Roman by citizenship. The prince that shall come will be of this people, the Roman Empire that is going to be revived, all right? Let's let's uh, finish this up. <clears throat> this horn, the Antichrist, he made war with the saints. He prevailed against them until the ancient of days come. And we know who that is, Jesus. All right. If God didn't show up, um, uh, nobody would be saved. Now, I would show you that slide of, um, of Daniel again. Now, um, I want to encourage you all, if you Google picture... Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and, and quite a few uh, artists have tried to put together uh, what Daniel saw uh, in that dream, 
but I, I picked this particular um, drawing and let me let me bring it back up um, because what you can't see down there at the bottom um, is a line that says where we are now. Uh, we're right down there where the where the ankles are, the feet. Now, uh, Bible theologians say uh, one leg is Rome and the other leg is the revised Rome. Uh, then there are Bible theologians that say, oh, well, no, the two, the two legs are Rome and then the two feet are the revised Rome and the ten toes are the ten kings. Uh, so there's a lot of different um, beliefs about this graphic, uh, this dream, the, the statue that uh, Daniel saw. But what it also show is a rock, the statue standing on a rock. Everything have to stand on something. All right. So the Antichrist warred with the saints until the ancient of days came. That's Jesus came. Amen. To put an end to it all. And that's setting up World War Three, the Battle of Armageddon. Amen. And as a matter of fact, when we read in uh, Revelation 16 and that last vial and bowl was being poured out, it said it's finished. That is the end of the tribulation period. All of those uh, seven seals and, and seven trumps and, and seven plagues and, and three woes and seven bowls. All of those things are completed at the end of Revelation chapter 16. All right. Now, who were these people that the Antichrist was allowed to make war with? Because it can't be the church. If it was the church, uh, Jesus didn't tell us the truth. It can't be the church. We are the bride of Christ. I'm going to prove it. Let's look here. Now, when those angels that were fallen um, from... Um, heaven that were kicked out with Satan, the third of the heavenly hosts, they landed at Mount Hermon. And that's where Jesus stood and said, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against my church. Satan, you will never get your hands on my bride. So who were these people, these saints? Now remember, he didn't call it the church. He said, the saints, there are going to be some believers still left that's going to go through Jacob's trouble, uh, that's going to experience some things that's never been and never will be again. Uh, that is the remnant of Israel. Watch this. Um, let's look at Revelation 13 and 9. We're there. Let's go, let's go to 13 and 9, and we're going to do this uh, quick. He says, if any man have an ear, let him hear. John in his writing. Now, um, seven times in the book of Revelation, 
John writes, he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Seven times, John writes in Revelation, he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. I'm going to give you those scripture references. He says it in Revelation 2.17. He says it in 2.11. He says it in 2.17. He says it in 2.29. He says it in Revelation 3.6. He says it in Revelation 3.13. He says it in Revelation 3.22. All of them said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation 9, uh, 13 and 9 says what? He that have an ear, let him hear. There's no church there. Read it for yourself. See if I'm right. He that has an ear, let him hear. The church is gone by this time. It is the earthly seed that the Antichrist was been, has been given authority to, to make war with. They're going to be saved. God's going to save them. They're going to turn to him. But the Antichrist was given authority to make war with this earthly seed. It is not God's church. We are the bride of Christ. The bride will always be protected. She will always be covered. That's what he said, Satan, you will never get your hands on my bride. My God, somebody ought to, ought to shout glory. <laughs> my God, I'm safe in the arms of the Lord. All right, let's prove this. Let's go to Revelation 12. We've already proved it, but it gives us some more uh, meat on the matter. Revelation 12. Uh, we want verses 12 through 17. We're running out of time and I got a place that I really need to get to uh, before we're done on tonight. He says, therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is now come down unto you, having great wrath because he know that his time, he, he hath but a short time. How much time is that? Three and a half years. Time, times, and a half time. All right? Look at this. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman, the woman which brought forth the man child. That's Israel. All right? And uh, to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for how long? A time and times and a half time. All right, three and a half years from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman. It made me thought about when God caused the, the sun and the moon to stand still. My God, God, God can do anything. The earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth 
and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Greater is he that is in you <laughs> uh, than he that's coming after you. All right. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and he went to make war with the remnant of her seed. My God, which keep the commandment of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. So there will be those that will be saved. Uh, they will not take the mark of the beast. They will have to be beheaded. Uh, some will starve to death. Uh, they will not go along with the program. Uh, but the Satan will be uh, allowed for a little while to make war against them and overcome them. My God, but God will have a remnant that will be saved. They're going to turn to God, uh, whether it be uh, they're beheaded or they starve to death or uh, when the beast is revealed, when he is revealed. Now, he can't be revealed until God reveal him. All right. And when he's revealed, they're going to say, this is not our Messiah. They're going to turn to God and God is going to save them. When, uh, I'm going to leave to you your house desolate until you say, blessed be him that come in the name of the Lord. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Come on, somebody that stoned my prophets and torn down my altar. I'm going to leave unto you your house desolate. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, Revelation 11 and 12. Revelation 11 and 12. Uh, when he told John to measure the temple, look what he says. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city that they tread underfoot 40 and two months. Revelation, look at that. Revelation 11 and 12. John was told to measure the temple and there is going to be a period of time where Israel, the, the, the earthly remnant is going to have to go through Gentile rule. Look what he says. But the court which is without the temple, leave that part out and measure it not for it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall be tread under foot. How long? 40 and two months. How long is that? Three and a half years. There go the consistency again. All right. I'm going to show you uh, one more time. Uh, this slide. Um, if you look during that Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the Roman Empire, look to the left. It says the time of the Gentiles. Israel will be up under uh, rule of some Gentile nation because they refuse to acknowledge God. Um, and this is, it, it touched me to my heart when I read this. 
uh, John 5 and, and 43. John 5 and 43. Uh, we're just about out of time, and I'm not getting where I need to be. John 5 and 43, he said, I came in my Father's name, and you didn't even receive me. If one come in his own name, you will receive him. Isn't that something? That's sad. I've come in my father's name and you didn't receive me. But if one comes in his own name, him you will receive. They're going to be deceived and think that this uh, Messiah, uh, this Antichrist is their Messiah. They're going to accept him as uh, their Messiah, he's going to pull it off for three and a half years, but when he's revealed, now remember, he won't be revealed until Jesus reveals him. My God, uh, that beast kingdom that's coming, that's it's in place right now, you all heard me say, um, I, I used to hear Bishop Paddock say, you know, he's alive and well and dwelling among us today. And, you know, that, you know, as young, I wasn't even in the ministry then. You know, that's something that perk up your ears when you hear Satan, uh, Antichrist. And, you know, you didn't know much about Satan, but you knew to stay away from him. Uh, he's alive and well and dwelling among us today. Bishop Herman, he's alive and well and dwelling among us today. My father, he's alive and well and dwelling among us today. The mystery of iniquity doth already work. Come on, somebody. What's holding him back? Jesus. And he's not going to be revealed until Jesus removes himself out of the way. Um, you all remember Judas? They, um, they told Judas, now listen, we're not going to portray Jesus until after the feast. There's too many... <laughs> There's too many Jesus people in town, and if we, if we um, uh, crucify him now, uh, there's going to be a riot. And uh, what did Jesus? What did Jesus do? He revealed him. My God, did you all know Judas uh, is also referred to in the Bible as the son of perdition? Jesus said, no, you're not going to wait till the feast is over. I'm going to reveal you right now. Uh, portrayest thou me with a kiss? <laughs> Bam, who that is. I know they told Jesus, man, I told you we wasn't going to do this until after the feast was over. Now, Jesus said, no, you're going to do it right now. I'm going to make this a bigger do. I'm going to the cross and I'm going to deal with sin forever. Come on, somebody. So this Antichrist, he's alive, well, and dwelling among us today. This new world order, this deep state that people are talking about, is well organized, and it's a lot further along than people realize. And it, it don't take nothing but, it don't take God but do just like that. And next thing you know, everything's in line, everything's in place, and it's been there for a number of years. But because people are deceived, they can't see that their spiritual perception is not where it ought to be. They're actually going along with it and playing right into it 
and don't even know. God is going to reveal it in his own time. All right. Um, man, oh man, oh man. I got some more slides. Okay. Um, next week, if the Lord say the same, uh, we'll pick it up right here. Uh, I wanted to, this was uh, really more of a, a redo with the slides, and I got a lot more that I want to share with you. All right, let me get my face back out, out there. Um, uh, we will pick it up uh, from here. Uh, we're going to start back with um, Second Thessalonians. Um, my fingers are just itching. I want to go back there right now and, and continue teaching this. Uh, but the the mystery of iniquity. And only he that letteth, that's Jesus. That spirit, the Antichrist, this beast kingdom that's going to come, the new world order, it's already at work. World War III, we're headed to it right now. And when God gets ready, he will remove himself out of the way. My God. Um, he can't be revealed until, you know, uh, God just toys with the devil. He thinks he's in charge. He can't do nothing without the permission of God. And saints, let us hold to God's unchanging hand. Time is filled with swift transition. Uh, we don't know when the Lord is coming, but we know that we are close. Um, I shared with you the um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, that, that statue of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Uh, I wish I, I'll figure out a way to get that bottom third off of the screen so you all can see that full graphic. I really wanted you all to uh, see that uh, because if there's a line that lets us know um, where approximately where we are is down so low on that statue. It lets you know, uh, that the Lord is soon to come. All right. Uh, I, I think that was the graphic that I picked because I thought it depicted, uh, closer, uh, what the scriptures are letting us and know and what's revealing unto us. Uh, but we're going to, um, um, go over those. There were in fact seven empires that tried to wipe Israel off the face of the earth, tried to destroy Israel. But what happened? God stopped it. God stopped it. The devil can't do no more than what God will allow him to do. Amen until he be taken out of the way. He had to remove his hand, and that's what he does. Uh, for that Jacob's trouble, that time of the Gentiles, uh, three and a half years uh, that he is going to be allowed uh, to defeat Israel. War with the saints, not the church, not the church, the saints. My God. And then the Ancient of Days will come and put an end to it all. And that puts us in World War III, 
the Battle of Armageddon. This is going to be a war like no other war because the whole world will be at war. There will be no sections of peace. <laughs> the whole world will be at war. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad God told us to go into thy chamber and be hid uh, uh, for a little while until this tribulation be overpassed. Remember somebody, we're in the palm of God's hand and no man can pluck you out. We're safe. We're safe. So we want to encourage each and every one. If you're under the sound of my voice, uh, you're not saved. It's time to get saved. Time is running out. But the good news is it's not too late. It is not too late. Uh, we want to encourage you, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, haven't been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues, call us, call us, call us, call us, call us, uh, leave us a message. We have ministers on staff, amen, that will share with you the scriptures, encourage you, um, and will baptize you. In the name of Jesus, for the remission of your sins and a great big God that will fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. When God comes in, he's not a dumb God. He speaks. Amen. He makes a, even a believer out of you. My God. And he writes your name in the Lamb's book of life. The devil won't be happy, but he can't do nothing about it. Amen. So if you need someone to pray with you, someone to encourage you, someone to baptize you, a great big God that will save you before it's everlasting too late, we must do it the way the Bible says. Uh, Jesus said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.38 this is not just putting your name on a line and, and receiving the right hand of fellowship. You can't uh, join God's church. You have to be born into the church. You have to be born into the church. Marvel not, Nicodemus, that I say unto you that you must be born again. That which is born of, of flesh is flesh, and that which is of spirit is of spirit. Amen. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. You must be born into the true church of God. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer.